Now you can find, listen and subscribe to Chilling with Jens and the local Danfoss Climate Solution podcast in your RevTools app. Download it from danfoss.com. Service and support. Downloads. Jens from Danfoss Cooling. Today's podcast, John Broughton, our global applications expert, will zoom in on the operating envelope of compressors and what is behind the reason for talking about envelopes in the first place. Hi, John. How are you today? Still hunkered down in your home office? Yeah, still in the corona-stricken solitude isolation mode, but uh, doing okay. Thanks, Jens. Yeah, that's that's just life these days, right? Uh, John, uh, first of all, let's let's get a frame around the envelope, uh, as it's a very visual way of telling how a compressor will perform under different conditions. So, imagine we have a graph with an x-axis and a y-axis. The x-axis, the horizontal line, shows the evaporating temperature with rising temperatures from left to right. The y-axis, the vertical line, shows a condensing temperature with rising temperatures from the base and upwards. Inside this graph, we can place a compressor in the middle. It's it's a sweet spot or a happy place at the two temp at the two temperatures where the compressor works works best. Let's just say uh, let's just for the sake of example say that it's. Uh, at zero degrees Celsius evaporating and 40 degrees Celsius condensing temperature. This operating point depends on a lot of different things, not at least the compressor construction, the technology, and it will differ from compressor to compressor. The compressor can, of course, work at lower temperatures, but here these two temperatures, the evaporating and condensing temperature, it feels best and the compressor yields the best performance. And this is where the envelope, the limits of the compressor will show. Let's start with the condensing compression, condensing temperature, which means that we move uh, the operating point upwards to the uh, with the rising condensing temperature. And let's just say our compressor starts having trouble when we get to 60 degrees. And in the other direction, if the condensing temperature gets lower, at some point that'll also get too low, let's say 10 degrees Celsius. So we have a condensing temperature upper and lower limits at 60 degrees Celsius and 10 degrees Celsius. This will show as two horizontal line in the graph, one at 60 and another at 10. Now, also for the evaporating temperature, we have limits, just different values. Again, let's pick two temperatures at, as examples. The lowest evaporation temperature could be minus 30 and the highest plus 10. This will be two vertical lines in the graph, one at minus 30 and another at plus 10 degrees Celsius. We now have a rectangle inside the graph. This is our initial operating envelope. Initial because what has just been explained is quite quite a bit simplified. There are quite a few things that will spoil this perfect rectangle. So, John, where is the compressor most happy in the envelope? 
Okay, Jens, so uh, thank you for a very good description. As you said, the compressor envelope is not a it's not a perfect rectangle, but to help visualize, then let's just keep that idea in our heads of a rectangle. The compressor is at its most happy in the middle of the envelope, as you said, it's so-called sweet spot or happy place, as I call it. This is because it has room to move as the conditions change, such as a high evaporating temperature, let's say if the application gets a sudden heat load, or a warm summer's day when the ambient temperature increases. Many things can change the, this virtual location of the compressor in the envelope. So therefore, we have different models of compressors for different applications, such as low, medium and high evaporating ranges. For example, a high back pressure application needs a larger compressor motor to be able to handle the increased suction pressure, and the opposite is true of a low back pressure compressor. Then you have applications where you might need a pull down from a high suction pressure to a lower suction pressure, such as a chilling room in an abattoir, for example. In this case, the envelope needs to keep the virtual location of the compressor within the boundaries during both the pull down phase. So when we're reducing the temperature of the product in the cold room and then the holding phase of the product in the cold room. So that is two different points in the envelope, but so long as we keep the compressor within those points, then the compressor is happy. So this, this can be achieved with good compressor design, control and uh, control valves, such as crankcase pressure regulating uh, valves to limit the suction pressure returning to the compressor. So we keep that virtual location, and I'll keep coming to that saying that this virtual location of the compressor within the envelope. So as things change, then the compressor moves a little bit within the envelope, but as long as it stays within there, then it then it's at absolutely fine. Okay, so what you're saying is that it, it's, it depends on application where the virtual location of the compressor within this envelope uh, will be and will move differently to external factors such as suction, discharge temperature and pressure, etc. Basically, yes. Um, we all like to think that a refrigeration system always runs at, at the design conditions that it was designed upon. Um, but in reality, that's not really the case. Conditions are constantly changing and the system needs to be able to adapt to these changes. That is why most compressor envelopes are not so restrictive. There's a, a fair bit of uh, you know, space, as you gave in the introduction, the pressures and temperatures. Um, so minus 30 plus 10 uh, for the evaporating and plus 60 uh, down to uh, plus 10 for the condensing. So you know, fairly wide bands to play in. Um, but there's, there's, there's two important factors that need to be taken into consideration. One is uh, superheat, and that is connected with that is the temperature of the returning suction gas to the compressor. Both have an impact on the position of the compressor within the envelope. That's why a typical operating envelope you will see towards the top left-hand corner of our envelope, a shaded area, which makes reference to a superheat value. And the rest of the envelope will possibly have a return gas temperature stated. Go above these figures and you're risking compressor failure. For example, also on a variable speed compressor, you might have an area of the envelope that will limit the speed of the compressor to ensure, again, we keep the compressor within its happy place. So different compressors, slightly different envelopes, um, slightly different conditions, just to make sure that we keep it uh, where it needs to be.
Right. So, John, what happens if we go to the extremes, to the limit, to the border of the envelope? Okay, so I'll, I'll try and explain. Again, if we visualize our envelope as a, a rectangle, uh, and we have said that the happy place is, you know, roughly in the middle of the envelope. Um, so then let, let's take the top left-hand corner of the envelope, and we'll call this area A. So this area is where we risk, and I call it cooking our compressor, so making our compressor very hot. The motor cooling is extremely important, hence our superheat value. Uh, we need cool suction gas coming back to the compressor to ensure our discharge temperature doesn't get too high. Uh, one method to protect this area is the correct adjustment of the expansion device on the evaporator, which we should do on any installation. This ensures two things. Firstly, we have correct superheat in the evaporator, so the evaporator is, is working optimally. Um, too much superheat and you would risk again, cooking your compressor because the suction gas temperature coming back to the compressor is too warm and too little superheat would risk liquid refrigerant coming back to the compressor, which would cause failure. So setting the expansion device on the evaporator is critically important to any refrigeration system because A, it looks after the evaporator, but B, it also ensures that our compressor stays within its envelope. Um, we also need to think about the, the basic installation practices like using the correct thickness of suction pipe insulation and safety devices such as a discharge gas protection thermostat is installed to monitor the discharge gas temperature. So that, that's the, the top left hand corner of our uh, envelope which we call area A. Um, so that is the part that we need to make sure that we are uh, keeping our compressor cool with uh, nice cool suction gas coming back to the machine. Um, okay, so that, that's area A. Um, it's, it's fair to say that a lot of failures happen, a lot of failures to compressors happen because the basic commissioning checks are not carried out on the system to ensure that we look after the compressor. And I always call the compressor the, the heart of the system. Uh, that's the pump, so we yeah. need to look after that. So then, then if we go to the next area, which is area B, which is the top right hand side of our envelope. So we go from, uh, yeah, the, the top left, which was area A we've just spoken about. So we go uh, uh, horizontally to the, uh, the top right hand side of the envelope. Now, this is the area that puts the compressor motor under the greatest load and load equals current or amps, which equals motor failure if allowed to escalate outside the envelope. And let's say, for example, if you've got poor power supply issues to the compressor, that will make things even worse still. So thinking about an application uh, such as a blast chill, where suction pressure is high during pull down, the suction pressure is high because we have high heat load in our, let's say, cold room. Um, so that increases our suction pressure that would put more strain on the compressor motor. So this area needs to protect use, needs to be protected with the use of, let's say, a crankcase pressure regulating valve, as uh, I mentioned before for the abattoir scenario. Uh, so that, that, that's area B. 
then if we move to area C at the bottom right hand side of the rectangle, so now we're coming down from uh, top right to uh, bottom right. Now in this area, the compressor ratios are low, um, but we've got a high mass flow due to a high evaporating temperature. Now this can cause issues with the suction discharge valves in the compressor, which uh, can result due to breakage due to stress. And we can also have issues with excessive oil carryover due to the lower discharge temperatures and also lack of lubrication because we've got low oil viscosity because of this low compression ratio. The last area, uh, which I call D, which is the bottom left-hand corner of the envelope. So now we've come from the bottom right, we've gone uh, horizontally to the left. Um, so we're now in the bottom left-hand corner of the envelope. And here we have a low condensing temperature and a low evaporating temperature, which generally reduces the efficiency of the compressor because we've got this low pressure difference across the suction and discharge valves, which means they don't close uh, as well as they should um, because you've got this uh, low pressure difference. Now, this low pressure difference can also affect the operation of the mechanical expansion device looking after the superheat on the evaporator. Uh, again, resulting in reduced performance. So we don't want our compressor uh, down in, in that area either. So you, you, you can basically see that in those four extremities, if you like, there is things that you need to do to the system to protect it. And it's not ideal for the compressor to be there for any length of time. Yeah. Thanks, John. So basically, we need to look after the refrigeration system to ensure that the compressor stays within uh, the boundaries uh, of the envelope. Are there any specific situations where the compressor will run outside the envelope, for example, like, uh, say, uh, first startup, for instance? Yes. Um, I, I would say the most challenging times for a compressor uh, during the commissioning stage, uh, when the system is being charged with refrigerant, which can cause high suction superheat, which leads to uh, overheating cooking of the compressor. And then, of course, you've got fault conditions within the refrigeration system due to, you know, let's say, component failure, such as the expansion device or airflow blockages on the evaporator or the condenser, maybe a faulty fan assembly. Uh, the refrigerant charge is not where it should be due to a leak or, or similar. Um, and then we've also got sort of challenges by the end user who might never close the door to the cold room, for example, or he might try and use a cold room that was never designed uh, to cool down one product. Let's say it was only ever designed to hold the product at a chill temperature. Um, the, the biggest challenge, I guess, is as soon as the engineer leaves site, they've got no control over the application and its use, or indeed it, its misuse, if you like, by the end user. Yeah. I mean, it's designed for a specific purpose, not anything else. Uh, John, any final comments to this very fascinating subject? Um, I think the last sort of comment that I would say, Jens, is that most compressors will operate outside the application envelope during short-term, you know, transient conditions like startup, like pull-down, 
or pump down. Um, and so long as that is understood and the application is protected with the relevant controls that are most importantly set correctly for the type of compressor technology that we're using, whether it's scroll, uh, recip, et cetera, but also the refrigerant used, such as your low pressure setting and high pressure setting, um, discharge temperature protection devices, and if needed, any suction and discharge pressure regulation that then you know, looks after that compressor during these transient um, conditions. And we keep it as close to the inside of the envelope as we can. Then the compressor will live a, a long and, and happy life. Yeah, yeah. I definitely understand why the compressor is the, the heart of the system basically. So uh, John, thank you so much for this. This was very, very uh, educational. Thank you. Thank you Jens. Hope, uh, yeah, hope it is of uh, interest and everybody can have that visualization of the envelope and where the compressor sits. Yes. So, thank you. Thank you so much.